Yeah, uh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's party time, Mom. <laughs> Sounds kind of creepy. Let me tell you all what that means. Here it is. You ready? Now penicillin is killing what's left of our love. Oh, that's right. You can pre-order. Whoop, whoop. I got over you. You can pre-order it right now because it comes out Friday. So wherever you get your streaming music, you can get Chad Prather and the Ragamuffins. I got over you when you got under him. It's a great song. You play it at Christmas for Grandma. Uh, I don't know about that. That's not a bad one. That's you play, good, you play Baby It's Cold Outside for Grandma. It's, it's an earworm. Really Once is. you hear it, you're going to want to hear it again and again, and you're going to find yourself singing it in front of the kids. You will. I've I've had to actually stop myself from doing that a couple times. <laughs> Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, it's not the song I'm coming out with in a couple of weeks called, uh, in a couple of months, maybe Ooh. a month, called uh, uh, Get Drunk. That one you definitely, that's, you I'm don't gonna, even want to sing it around gonna your 16-year-olds. I'm going to clean it up for a radio version. <laughs> okay. Now... Kind of hard to rhyme some of those words. Yeah, I'm wondering what you're going to But I have an go. idea. Okay. Yeah, I have an idea. <laughs> Greg Abbott, as mm. we know, uh, mm. is a bum yeah. uh, as far as a governor in the state of Texas. But he's the bum we got, right? He's the bum we have to vote for. And he's yes. the bum we have to vote for. And so you heard me, guys, you heard me say it yesterday. Uh, all these yahoos that got on buses traveled around on their little tours their little election interference tours uh all last year the last two years telling people don't go vote because you can't trust the election system guys you gotta go mm -hmm. vote mm -hmm. we're gonna be here election night we're gonna be uh i don't know if we're gonna be live i hope we're live being able to do a pre-thing i'm trying to get you know dave rubin's gonna be in town steve dace is gonna be in town of course you are my partner in crime we're gonna be having some fun celebrating the red wave Okay. Yeah, we hope so. Look, you know, we got the news this week that Tulsi Gabbard is leaving the Democrat Party, right? Um, she had a great chat yesterday morning with uh, Glenn Beck. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've reached out to her for comment. She has not reached back. Really? <laughs> I mean, you know, Tulsi. Huh. Tulsi loves me. Does she? Yeah, she does. Actually, she does. Okay. She does. We're, I'd love to get Tulsi on the program. Tulsi and I are good let's peeps. To, let's try to make that happen. We're good peeps. I mean, you know. We're as close as a Buddhist and a Christian can be. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Tulsi. And, I, and, I, and again, I, you know, she's been deep down the socialist rabbit hole. She yeah. voted for Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders in 2016. But Not just voted to, for him. But again, yeah. Was like involved in his campaign. Involved in it. Heavily, deeply. Yeah. Right? Deeply. Um, but she's got some common sense. And after a while, you have to look at the, you know, I think you look at these people like a Bernie Sanders or whoever, and you go, okay, this guy makes sense. They does it to you and me, but this guy makes sense. But then you start seeing the radicalized agenda behind it all, and hopefully people's eyes are being opened up, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I would say, too, with Bernie, there's something charming about his – I think he is actually genuine. He, doesn't, he does at least believe – I would call them crazy ideas, but he does at least, I think, genuinely believe them. He's not just he playing a game them. like the other politicians and, on the and, left. And what I have said forever is it's not the Bernie Sanders I'm scared of. It's the generation after Bernie Sanders. Right. It's because it gets worse yeah. as it passes down the, 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 the political bloodline. Yeah. So 
you see, though, with Tulsa, you see people's eyes are opening up to the radicalization of the left, and we're getting far more polarized in terms of, of being on opposite ends of the spectrum. So I bring all that up to say, enter the realm of Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke. Hmm. This is a radicalized guy. Mm-hmm. Radical. He and, plays he plays a radical on TV. Yeah. And I don't I, I agree with that. I don't know if he's really that. I'm not sure what his ideals are. Because he, yeah, he's he's a limp noodle. Mm-hmm. And so in so many ways. But what do the results and actions he gets elected governor of Texas? We're we become an overrun state. We're close to it now, even under Greg Abbott. Yeah. Because up Operation Lone Star is a failure. Yeah. Um you know, it's not a good plan. Shipping people into the interior of the country is not a long-term solution. Greg yeah, we Abbott's want them been doing that. Out of the country, not shipped right, right. further in so it's harder to get them out. Making a political statement, stunt, and point by sending a couple of busloads to New York. That I understand yeah. the stunt, the troll aspect of right. that, but that's not policy. Right. Greg Abbott seems to be starting to make that a policy. Again, Ron DeSantis did that to Martha's Vineyard. He only had to do it once to make his point. Mm -hmm. I think Greg Abbott's doing a concerted effort to send them to Washington, D.C. and New York. Now, he is getting some interesting responses from the mayors of D.C. and Eric Adams in New York City because they're saying, we're not equipped for this. Well, everybody going to sanctuary till sanctuary ain't, ain't right. you know, compatible with your lifestyle. Right. right? And, and to be fair, I believe um, the last I saw, the mayor of El Paso, the Democrat mayor of El Paso had actually shipped more yeah. migrants himself to uh, New York than Greg Abbott has. That's right. So it's not even necessarily all it's Greg Abbott. All it's Abbott. a Democrat mayor who's saying, you guys take them because we've already yeah. tried to, to. You wanted to be a sanctuary city. Now, I wish I could remember, and I'm going to make a point about Greg Abbott here in a minute. I, 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 I mean, let me finish the one point, though. Go vote and vote for Greg Abbott if you're in the state of Texas. If you're in the state of Michigan, vote for Tudor Dixon. Tudor Dixon. Uh, if, if you're in the state of New York, Lee, Lee Zeldin. He, it, which it apparently is very close. I heard I, yesterday. I think it is close. Is, is, there are polls who show him very close. Yeah. In New York, you have to go vote. Yeah, you got to go vote. You know, and again, Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer has, has increased that gap a little bit right there. Mm-hmm. You know, Tudor is, we know her personally. Mm-hmm. She's a good friend, has been for a long time, a good, good friend. And I'm telling you, what you see is what you get. She's the real deal. Go vote for her. Michigan would be do well to have her. Carrie um, Lake in Arizona. Carrie Lake in Arizona. Thank you. Uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida. We've got to make sure, because again, that's not a shoe in mm-hmm. Not a shoe in Because people have been radicalized. Greg Abbott in Texas. Greg Abbott in Texas. People say, are you going to vote for Greg Abbott? Yes, 1,000% I'm going to vote for Greg Abbott. You know how many people, I don't even want to bring this up, how many people have come at me saying, run as an independent? You're oh, stupid. God. I mean, you how guys dumb. Have no idea how the system works. Like, if you stay think out of this, okay? Idea. First of all, they thought I was stealing votes from Greg Abbott by running right. in the primary. Now they're going to tell me to go do that. Stop it. Yeah, that would be stealing votes. Stop it. So, Chad, what you're saying, not write you in. Do not write no. me in. Oh, God, no. Not one single person. Do not write me in. Do not write Don Huffines in. No. Do not write Alan West in. I promise you, Don Huffines and Alan West will be voting for Greg Abbott. Yes. And so will I. 
so will all the other people who ran in the Republican primary. Paul Ballou and all, the, mm-hmm. all of them better be voting for Greg Abbott. I can't speak for them. I don't know them. But I do know the other two gentlemen I mentioned. So I'm just telling you, vote for Greg silly Abbott. Idea. Now, um, this, this shipping migrants, illegal migrants into the interior of the country is dangerous business mm-hmm. but Beto O'Rourke gets elected governor um you're going to see gun laws you do not want you're going to see um I think you'll be a lame duck governor in a lot of ways because you'll st- you're still going to have a Republican uh house but our Republican house is weak as well water they are weak I mean the Texas house is weak um but you're going to see, and, and, and trust me, you say, well, that's Texas. It's going to affect the entire nation. Mm-hmm. I promise you, what happens in Texas is going to affect the entire nation. We're going to get overrun. I'm, yeah, I was going to say specifically with border security. Yeah. Absolutely, it affects the entire nation. If we have a, a governor who's weak on border security, and yeah. look at, I mean, there's only so much a governor can do because look at what Greg Abbott has done. You might not agree with all of his decisions, but he has tried to do a lot with the Texas National Guard that the Border Patrol keeps coming and undoing. Yeah. So imagine a governor who just cooperated with Border Patrol and just left all the gates wide open. Yeah. That absolutely affects the entire country. Yeah. We have no idea who's coming in. They've caught all sorts of different people from not just Mexico. You know, people think it's just people from Mexico. It's not. It's Venezuela. It's all of these places you don't want them. El Salvador. Uh, oh, and by the way, terrorists. <laughs> there were, there were you know, the two months border. ago, we arrested three Chinese nationals at the southern right. border of Texas. Right, so, right. That's a long um, trek. Well, Abbott had this to say about Joe Biden and this uh, quote unquote human trafficking ring. Play the clip. Do you believe, Governor, that this is a human trafficking ring that Joe Biden's administration is participating in? So, Jesse, it really is. All you got to do is look at the numbers of the people who are both coming across the border as well as those who are victims of human trafficking. uh, And you see that there's one person who's responsible for this, and that's Joe Biden. Go back two and a half years ago and you saw the fewest illegal border crossings in multiple decades. And then Biden eliminated every measure put in place by President Trump uh, that has now led to an all-time record. In the past year, there have been more than 2.2 million people crossing the border illegally. Many of those are victims of human trafficking. Many did not make it here because they lost their life on the way. As of this date, the Greg Abbott campaign has not reached out to Chad Prather for any help in his. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he wants it or maybe, needs it. Maybe you missed his call. Yeah, I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't think I did. Pretty sure Greg Abbott doesn't like me. I'm good at creating enemies. Whatever. Look, if he couldn't take a little bit of pressure in the primary. I'm proud I of what mean, we did. Give me a break. Proud of what we did. I am too. And. Um, yeah. So. So um, do you agree with his comments there? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think you're undeniable. What do you think? Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, I would completely agree. I mean, you know, the Biden administration wants to talk about compassion. It's not compassionate to try to convince these people to make this dangerous journey. It's not compassionate to try to, you know, create all of this wealth within cartels and coyotes. Yeah. I mean, that's not compassionate for, uh, you know, the struggling person. Yeah. So. Valverde County, Texas, which is Del Rio, the sheriff there, who's a Democrat, uh, Joe Frank Martinez. He's a friend. Uh, anytime I talk with him, he says, you know, I didn't like Trump, but he had it under control. Right. 
And I saw him recently, and I said, how are things down there in your county? He goes, we got it under control. The problem has become Eagle Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, he says that. It's, it's, it's hard to control when you don't have any more help than you got. You don't have any more detention facilities than you got. You got to ship them further in to um into the interior just to incarcerate him into texas so it's bad it's really really bad and the last time i was with joe frank down in valverde uh county you know he had i think eight women in the women's incarceration center only eight Mm -hmm. but he couldn't put any more in there because they had covid oh see that's the other thing yeah it it becomes a human anyway it's it's a crisis and and another thing on greg abbott not that i'm trying to knock on him because again we need every single vote do not take it for granted do not think oh someone else is going to show up and i won't we need you at the polls voting for greg abbott but he's really bad at debating horrible i i watched the debate between him and and robert francis and it was he was he is just not good you watch him and you go how did he even get this job well, okay. He's not great. Answer that question. It's big government. Right. He was the, the one they slated yes. to be there. He's part of the Karl Rove He has election so machine. much money behind him. Yeah. Yeah. So it was George Bush, Rick Perry, Greg Abbott. They had that thing mm-hmm. all figured out how it was going to go. I mean, the, the whole deal is fixed. It's fixed even on the Republican level in a place like Texas. That's why I ran to, to push the apple cart a little bit upset it throw some bumps on the road yeah. or attempt to yeah you know the the, the, the big the machinate you know the big machine of texas government it ate me up spit me out and that's okay i was cannon fodder that's mm-hmm. all right i ain't done i would say you were more than that but. well i'm not done i mean okay. we're still gonna stir this shit up mm-hmm. um and and i'm not i'm the first thing i did sarah when i moved the first thing i did was i changed where my polling place was I mean, before I did anything, I, I made sure that my address was boom yeah. and my polling place, all of that stuff. So I knew where to go vote yep. and get involved. Yeah. And now I'm in Montgomery County, Texas. So who knows what the future holds? So, mm, again, really? you're saying not to write your name in. Do right? not write Chad Do Prather not on write the Chad ballot. Prather. Will we ever perhaps see Chad Prather on a, on a ballot in the future? I, you, you never know. Okay. Is that, is that politician enough that for That is very politician. We never know, do we? You know, I'm just going to hold out and wait and see what we're going to do. You know, you just never know what's going to happen in the days ahead. And I, I really do say that. I, it's going to gonna God's going to have to say, Chad, I need you to do this. I actually appreciate that answer much more than people like Gavin Newsom or, you know, who are like, oh, no, never. No, no. And they, they you, know they're gonna, you know, they're going to do it. I anyway. can't say never. Yeah. I can't say never. I've learned that never, never works yeah. because I've, I've said that before. It ain't going to work. Uh, I'm excited. My buddy Jeffrey Wilson is going to join us. He, he's an incredible author, incredible series of books. He's going to join us in the next segments, but we're going to take a break. Before we go, uh, it sounds unbelievable. Biden and the Fed are purposefully sacrificing the economy. They are. They're killing it. Um, and the media on all sides recognizes what ha- what's happening. The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, all of them. Uh, but they're hiding uh, so let's take it step by step. Here it is. The Dems want inflation because it lowers the debt. A lower debt helps them during the midterms. They want a stronger dollar. It's a sneaky way to try and ease supply chain problems we're all facing. And then they talk out of both sides of their mouth the whole time, printing money to pay off their base. And who's left to hold the bill? You and me. But we're not dummies. We're not going to sit idly by because I got my hands on the same investing playbook as the big guys, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. Right now, they're prepping for what's coming because a recent McKinsey study 
just broke some pretty remarkable news. These major institutions have been quietly reallocating 30 to 50 percent of their portfolios into alternative assets, alternative assets like contemporary art. Yeah, I didn't stutter. Contemporary art. Why? They know that the last time inflation was this high, contemporary art appreciated an average of 33% per year, according to the MW All Art Index. That's higher than real estate and gold. It's why we continue to partner with Masterworks. It's where my money is. They buy this same contemporary art from legends like Picasso and Banksy and break it into shares so you can invest for just a fraction of the cost. We've talked about master, Masterworks for months, telling you these guys are the real deal. So far, they've sold six paintings for an average return of 29%. Need I remind you, the market's down over 20%. Obviously, demand for Masterworks is surging. There's a wait list, but you can skip it by using my spe- special code. So to join, simply go to masterworks.com. Use promo code CHAD. I spell it CHAD. Again, that's masterworks.com, promo code CHAD. See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.com slash C. We'll be right back. You guys know I tell you all the time that uh, Satan lives in technology. So uh, on today's Skype interview, we were supposed to have two good friends with us. Instead, we're going to we're going to opt for just one of the good friends and then we'll have the other one on in a couple of weeks. But uh my friend Jeff Wilson is going to join us right now. Jeff, good to see you, buddy. How are you? Hey, good to see you again, man. Yeah. I'm doing great. Survived yeah. the hurricane and uh, working hard. You know? Yeah, you're down there in the Tampa area. Glad to see you're uh, dry and uh, not underwater down there. So been thinking about you on that. But uh, Jeff Wilson and Brian Andrews are the authors. You guys have written a lot of books together. And I want to talk about that because that's a weird dynamic that you guys co-author all these books together. And uh, in your Shepherd series, that uh, it, you're in your third book now. You've got uh, you guys have a book coming out in November. It is uh, it's it's the Dark Fall book. Now this is a this is an interesting series of books. You guys have, have written all of these special operations books and and just really action stuff. You're tapped to write the new Jack Ryan for the Tom Clancy series. You guys, but this one, this book, this series of books. Is is more like spiritual warfare, right? I mean, you guys yeah, yeah. are kind of showing what warfare looks like from the spiritual realm. Yeah, it's a it's a whole different thing um, for us. It was a great opportunity that Tyndale House embraced. It's um, a little bit of a stretch from what people think of with Christian fiction. You know, there's no woman with a bonnet sitting on the back of a wagon <laughs> on the cover um, and that sort of thing. But yeah, we were able to take uh, we had this opportunity to take what we do, you know, as military veterans trying to write gritty, realistic. Um, covert ops and military thrillers and bring that into sort of a faith-based um, setting where we've got a guy who's having a crisis of faith. We have some spiritual warfare elements, like you mentioned, uh, just, you know, sort of what's the nature of good versus evil and being able to play with that as a storyteller. That's been a lot of fun. I'm, you know, so we're just really blessed that Tyndale trusted us to do this. And so far it's been very well received. You guys, you know, you and I got to know each other. We we were over at our friend Larry Taunton's place, his lake house in uh, in Alabama. We were shooting a special series talking about men and what it means to be men and masculinity and how that's kind of under attack in, in the world today. And we had a, a good couple of days over there in a beautiful setting. And getting to know you is interesting because I, I look at my life and it's like I've done a lot of different things, right? You, on the other hand, let, let me count these things off. So you, you, you're a vascular surgeon. 
you uh, are a, a, a jet pilot. You have done operations with uh, some East Coast SEAL teams. Uh, you, you've done all these different things. So you've seen the battlefront firsthand, and, and you come from all these different perspectives, and it plays into these pieces of fiction that you're writing. I always say when I'm talking to guys like Jack Carr or you know Brad Thor, I always say it's sort of like faction. It's, it's not just fiction, right? You learn from reading it. You guys are taking it to a deeper level with this spiritual aspect because it's, it, it is – I hate to even use the word faith-based anymore because, like you said, people come up with this idea of yeah. what they're going to get. That's not what this is at all, right? No, not at all. And, and you know, kudos to, uh, to Tyndale for, for taking that risk. I don't think it's a risk, but, you know, the industry, the Christian fiction industry maybe uh, would have considered it a risk. To me, adding those elements to what we kind of already do, Chad, and you and I talked about this once before uh, in Alabama, actually, it's not really a stretch. It's not really a pivot at all. It's adding a layer that's real, right? Like, I mean, if you've, if you've suffered anything in life, but especially if you've been to war, if you've seen the horrors of war, if you've seen true evil up front, these questions of faith are normal human experience questions. It's not just for pastors and church groups and stuff like that. It's part of the human condition to ask these questions. Where you end up with your answers, that's individualized and, and, and everyone has the right to decide for themselves. But to put those elements into a fiction story about military mm-hmm. doesn't seem like a pivot or a stretch to us at all. Like uh, these, are, these are questions I wrestled with after my time in service. Some of the things I did and, and saw made me question what I really believed. And it's good, right? It's good to question. It's good to challenge yourself and, and see where you end up. Uh, and that's all we try to do here. I think at its at its basic, it's a Andrews and Wilson action adventure, but it does have this other element that we hope people will think about and you know maybe talk about some. When when you and Brian Andrews got together and decided to come up with this Andrew Wilson writing team, you guys have written how many books together now? Twenty uh, something. Twenty something. Sure. So yeah, I'm going to go with thirty. I'm going to round that thing up because you guys have written a lot of books together, multiple series with with these recurring characters and their adventures. What? How do you do that? How do you write a book like this with two authors? Well, since he's not here, I think the the, the truth should be told, and that's I do all the work and he puts his name <laughs> on the cover. Um, no, it's kind of weird. You know, there's a there's a handful of people that do this, uh, not a lot. Um, you know, Preston and Child, of course, are doing it. Uh, Kathy Coulter did it with Ellison for a bit, and um, I think if you ask five different teams of writers, or maybe there's not even five out there, but however many, they're all going to give you a different answer. So our answer isn't the way it's done, but it is the way we do it. We had the advantage of being military guys and, you know, that that whole team before self, mission before self ethos that sort of gets blended into your DNA. That's a big part of how we do what we do. Uh, it sounds crazy to say for writers or creative types of any sort, but we are able to put the ego aside. So it's not his chapter, my chapter, my character, his character. We just try to write the best story together that we can. And we put the mission of, of accomplishing that first. So that being said, we do write simultaneously. He writes chapters. I write chapters. We talk on the phone four or five times a day as we move forward. Uh, and every chapter that gets written, we swap them and rewrite the other guy's work so that we've both had a hand uh, in every chapter and every character that gets written. And when we tell people that, uh, other writers, they're like, that's impossible. It wouldn't work. And they might, they might be right, but for us, it, it, it seems to. But yeah, it's strange. It was Brian's idea. I got to be honest. When he first said, hey, let's write a book together, I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't even know yeah. what that would look like. But uh, 
It's well, working. I mean, you know, listen, you're both Navy guys, so men men in relationship with men, y'all are used to that already. I, I understand. I, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, but, but I see you, where you're going, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have spent enough time together, we can play that kind of jab. Uh, yeah. You know, and you were telling me this process when we were together, and, and I was like, golly, I mean, the, the supernatural is a reality because obviously the success of your books, and I mean, these are best-selling books, it would have to be a supernatural symbiosis for you guys to be able to bring this together and make it work the way you do and you do it well how yeah, much after of the- a few years you feel like you have one brain right like <laughs> yeah. you guys with one brain yeah i you know i was with uh, john rich years ago and asked him how you know his his band big and rich i said how do you and big kenny how do y'all get along after 20 years he's like it's like a marriage i was like well that's weird but i get it and uh, <laughs> so but i mean you, you guys are doing a phenomenal job the book comes out november 8th Am I, is, is that right Yep, the the new book 8th. comes out November eighth, and and listen, guys, it, and I'm deep in all these series of books because you you gave me a ton of books when we were together, and I've been just digging through them. And the beauty of it, like good novelists are, is you don't have to read them all in order to pick up where this book starts, right? Because you guys are going to tell the story, and it's going to stand alone as a book. So you need to get Dark Fall, but you need to get everything in the in the Andrews Wilson series. How much of this is is you, are you guys able to bring in your own military experience, the things you lived through, and the things you saw and observed? How much of that is brought into these into these books? A ton of it. And um, with with this caveat, you know, we take OPSEC very seriously. We still have a lot of good friends, brothers that are out there on the pointy tip. So we never uh, tell anything that shouldn't be told. Right. I think what we try to do instead is we try to talk about the people and the characters uh, are amalgams of people we know and have served with. We talk about the relationships. We talk about the toll that sustained warfare for 20 something years can have on operators and on their families and on their relationships and the team. So we draw very, very heavily on that. And then for this book uh, or this series of books with the spiritual warfare elements and the good and evil elements, we rely very heavily on our experiences as well. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I, I love this and I love the books, love the characters. They're so good. And I can't wait to get my hands on on the new Dark Fall. It's, it's going to be good. I, uh, I, I'll tell you, you guys, and, and you, you read the bios, you see what you guys are doing. I mean, you guys are tapped to write the next in the, in the, in the Tom Clancy series, the Jack Ryan character. How daunting of a task is that going to be? Yeah, it's a little intimidating, right? I mean, I think that he's, he's, uh, he's done some pretty amazing stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we did, the, we did the same thing. We've done one other estate deal with the Griffin estate. Yeah. And it is different. Um, you feel a weight of responsibility, especially because these are, these are writers that you and I, like we read these guys growing up, right? Like this, right. Is, this is one of the reasons I became a writer is guys like this. So you do feel that weight. We're fortunate to work with an amazing editor at Penguin uh, in Tom Hogan, um, who has always given us free reign to say, look, do you write it the way you write it. Be true to the universe, be true to the characters, but don't try to write like someone else, write like yourselves. And yeah. that's a little bit liberating. But yeah, it's it's a little daunting. When you get into a character like that that's so iconic like Jack Ryan and you climb into that universe, how much of that do you have to know of that character? I mean, do you have to become a student of Tom Clancy or can you just go out there and kind of do a free-for-all and then you have editors that bring it back into what I fits think, that script? I think you- you're probably better off trying to make yourself a subject matter expert. The good news yeah. is, like I said, I've devoured everything that was ever right. written in that universe, not just his original stuff, but, you know, Mark Cameron has been an amazing uh, writer. Uh, Mark Graney has written in that space. Don Bentley now writing uh, in the Jack Ryan Jr., who's a good friend of ours. So I, 
we have the advantage of being huge fans. And so yeah. we've been devouring these things over our lifetime. So that makes it a little easier, I guess. Well, you guys are good. You guys are good. And I'm anxious to talk to Brian and, and, and you know, we're going to talk to him in another week or two and, and follow up on this and I'll get his side of the story. How about that? There you Jeff? Go. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to seeing you, man. I'm going to be down in your neck of the woods. Maybe we can connect here in the next month, but uh, stay dry down there. The name of the book is uh, dark fall, Jeff Wilson and Brian Andrews, Andrews, and Wilson series of books. Make sure you get them. Our our audience, they're readers, so I know you're going to do that. Jeff, God bless you, brother. I love you, pal, and I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. You too, brother. Talk to you real soon. Take care. Hey, guys, listen, I've been on this uh, weight loss journey up and down over and over and over again. Let me tell you, you want to lose 5, 10, 20 pounds safely, naturally, without the jittery side effects, new Sue Labs weight control formula, super antioxidant formula that's helped thousands lose weight for good. You got uh, you got Kat, who who gave her results. She said, I lost over 30 pounds with new Sue and kept it off. It helped me curb my appetite and improve my workout routine. Fantastic product. Highly recommend. Get the look you've wanted for the rest of your life with Nusu's Breakthrough Weight Control Formula. Order it right now and try this brand new formula absolutely risk-free. Look in the mirror, feel confident about how you look without jitters and side effects. And if it doesn't work for you, you don't pay. Uh, go to nusulabs.com slash chad. That's n-u-s-u-labs.com slash chad. Enter code chad20. They'll give you an extra 20% off. And during this sales event, get a free month supply when you order. Limited supply with those orders, so go now. Go to newsulabs.com slash Chad, and we'll be right back. I uh, When I was with Jeff Wilson in Alabama a few, I guess a couple of months ago, we went over and did that, that mm-hmm. project, that film project about masculinity and men, and uh, he handed me a stack of books like this. I mean, he probably gave me a dozen books, which I had to get back in a carry-on. It was, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot to get back. But let me tell you, I love books. You know I do, and they're good books. I don't know how those guys write the way they write, mm. but it works. So uh, get the book. Every time I hear uh, Jeff Wilson and Brian Andrews, I want to call him Brian Wilson from the Beach, the Boys. Beach Boys. I, I yeah, wanted, understandable. Yeah. I, I always wanted, and I, I know him personally, but I still want to confuse I bet they get names. that a lot, actually. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's brain works quite the same way mine does. Well, that is very fair. Yeah. That I would agree with. I got a lot of weird stuff mind. floating around up in there. <laughs> um, you know, this is the thought that's been rolling around in my head. I've been meditating on this all morning long. You know, everything you hear these days, I want your take on this, is about misinformation. This is misinformation. PayPal came out and they released that thing. We're going to, you know, find people $2,500. Just take 2500 from your account. Yeah. Like, really? You want to really start a civil war? Uh, yeah. That company's down $6 billion now. Mm-hmm. Everybody canceling their PayPal. Mm-hmm. And like, uh-uh, no, because you just got caught. You got caught with your pants down because they tried to backtrack and say, well, we didn't mean that. Right. Like, no, you, you said it. Oops, that wasn't for public consumption. Yeah. That, that was not supposed to be released. And uh, I'll tell you, find out who their direct competitors are and who's going to be using that. I'd go ahead and buy a little stock in that maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking about that yeah. myself. But uh, And it ain't Venmo because Venmo's Venmo a subsidiary. They are PayPal. Yeah. Uh, so, Zelle maybe? So um, you know what? Let me do. Let me. My buddy Kevin Wade did a little research on that. K-Dub, I'm giving you a shout out. Fact pack. We were texting the other day about this, and uh, 
He said, let me see. He said uh, Skrill is owned by Paysafe. Skrill. Block is, uh, and Shopify also stand to benefit from that. So Paysafe is PSFE on the stock market. SQ is Block, and then Shopify is SHOP. So who knows, who knows, who knows what could happen there. But uh, here's what's been rolling around in my head. Free speech is integral to the freedom of our country, mm-hmm. right? Free speech matters. Yes. And, and whether it's the government trying to shut that down or big business in uh, – what was it that Alex Stein said on your show Monday night? Corptocracy? Corto- it's like corp- corptocracy where it's like we're yeah. being run by big business. Yeah. I'm going to talk to him about that because I, I like that term. Yeah. And, uh, but free speech is integral. Social media is not. Now, it's become a convenience for our country. Right. Social media, those forms of communication, those are the ones, big media, big tech, big business, big banking. They're the ones shutting down our free speech. So if I want to say something, put my opinion out there, then I get labeled for misinformation and now I'm going to be fined for it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay to be, it's okay to be wrong. And we've learned in the past two years that some of the things that were labeled misinformation, we were right about it. Basically everything that was labeled misinformation, yes. we were right about. Yes. So the stuff getting labeled as misinformation is usually you go the other way. And you're probably on the right track. Right. So my point is, what are we going to choose? Are we going to choose these big tech, big government, big bank, big corporation overlords? Or are we going to choose free speech? Our ability to debate it, dialogue about it. Because here's the thing. If history tells us anything, you and I as Americans can disagree. Mm -hmm. We can hate each other. We may not like each other. We can be John Adams, Thomas Jefferson. We could say opposing ideas, but still build to the greater foundation and framework that is this idea of this constitutional republic. What are your thoughts on this? Do you have any thoughts on this? I don't have any thoughts ever. So yeah. I'm good. No. Well, um, I just, I know I'm talking to a woman, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. the trouble I get myself into with yeah, you. Yeah, I'll smack you later. I know you will. Um, you I know, want you to. Well, I constantly go back and forth on this free speech, um, big tech issue, because I do think a lot of people are very quick whenever they, you know, get something, get a post taken down. They say Twitter violated my free speech or Instagram violated my free speech. And I do think, uh, you know. A couple years ago, I would say, I think you have to be very careful how you frame that because right. you don't have a right to say whatever you want on someone else's platform. On a platform, like, right. That's not what free speech is. And I just think that it's important that people remember what free speech actually is. And it's that the government is not restricting your speech, right? I think now you can make the case because the government has been interfering and colluding with big tech that now it is the government restricting your your freedom of speech. Take what happened with uh, Mark Zuckerberg recently, who was talking about how Facebook was censoring posts about Hunter Biden because the FBI had contacted them and put pressure on them directly to censor things that they said could swing the election. And it's a lot of misinformation. Yeah. Those types of things, I think you have the ability to say, OK, this is a free speech issue because the government directly is trying to restrict my free speech. Um, I also think that you can make the argument that social media is now the new public sphere um, and therefore, you know, you you should have a right to. But I think the the 
the thing that I struggle with, Chad, aside from the PayPal thing, because I think it's very easy to cancel PayPal and use another form of payment because there are so many others that exist. I do think that it is important for conservatives to stay in these on these social media platforms to an extent, because if we're going to win in the battle of ideas, how do we do that if all of the all of the leftists are not seeing what we're talking about? They're not seeing the videos that mainstream media isn't playing. They're not seeing the studies that are coming out now that the Florida Surgeon General is, you know, uh, uh, showing all these studies about the the COVID vaccine. Like they're not going to see this information if we just shut down and and take our toys and go somewhere else. Yeah. But I also agree with taking a stand. I mean, you have to take a stand when a company like PayPal, you know, does what they do. I completely agree with all of that. I just think that there are certain factors to be balanced to make sure that we don't like we're just not just two completely separate worlds. Yeah. Does that answer your question at all? A thousand percent. Okay. And it reminds me of whenever Elon Musk was talking about... I am a woman, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Whenever... Oh, somebody got to step up in the intellectual category. (laughs) The... uh, When you... Elon Musk was talking about buying Twitter and you went on that... Yeah. 48-hour haymaker (laughs) of just throwing tweets out like every five minutes, just bam, bam, bam. And that was it, fun. It was you were just brutal honesty, and yeah. I was thinking about that. I want some tequila. I was thinking about that. Oh. I got to do that if I'm going to listen to a woman talk. The, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want well, some? Now, well, now, yeah. Now that you've insulted me, I'm taking your tequila, oh, baby Thanks. girl. I want you to try this tequila. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, this you were is, telling me. This is painted donkey tequila. Free ad for them for like a twenty-five dollar tequila bottle of tequila. Pretty damn good. Um. Anyway, I, when you did that, it was like I was thinking on that this oh, morning. That is really good. Like I just want to pop off and just just these are my affirmations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe, duke 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 duke. You know, I, I you know, and just put all those things out there and let the chips fall where they may. I still wonder why I didn't get banned because a lot of people I think who were saying the same thing were getting banned. But I think that there's something to just putting it out there in the ether rather than specifically responding to someone saying something. Right. So I wasn't targeting anyone because I was just saying it to myself. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it. But I wonder that too. Yeah. And I, I tend to think you might be right. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Because my intuition me, says you're right. The reports came rolling in. I mean, I got, you know, you get the email whenever someone reports, uh, you. reports you and you get the notification. I reported somebody yesterday. I never report anybody. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I report them all the time now. Do you? Because they're, that's what they're doing to us. Well, I report them when there's threats. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I know. mean, I, they're, I don't just report everyone for everything. But if there's someone that writes something that's either a threat or some sort of a racist, I mean, people are racist all the time towards me, uh, you know, all of that stuff. I'm like, screw you guys. I'll play your game. Yeah. This is, this is the new uh, society that you want for us, right? Yeah. Where we report everyone's tweets and we try to just get them shut down. But if you notice that when you you. report, they ask, they'll give you a list of other comments that person's made. And it's like, you can add five more comments. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Like they are really like snooping hard. Yeah. Because I saw, I reported this person. I was like, oh my God, I've never seen this person's comments before. But then all of a sudden there was a whole list, like eight of them. Really? Other things that popped off. That had, that, that they hadn't even said to you. They had said to me. Oh, that they had. Yeah. But I'd never seen them. Interesting. I've never seen the comments. Interesting. Believe it or not, I don't see all the comments. 
uh, with election night coming up, this back in 2020, oh. this is what we got deep into was the Bonner private wines, mm-hmm. the high altitude Malbecs. And Bonner has been an amazing partner with this show and their uh, extreme altitude wines. They are incredible. Uh, this is a I got a feeling here in a couple of weeks we're going to be diving back into it on election night. Oh, um, I have a stash we will be opening. Come on with it. I got I got a case in the in Do the uh, in the dressing room in there. Election night sponsored by yeah. Bonner. If you want a grilled <laughs> meat and uh, you want a good wine to go with it, blackberry leather smoke, little dark cherry in there. It's going to make your meat healthier. It's going to bring out the flavors of the meat. Uh they're impossible to get on your own. You have to get it through uh, Bonner Private Wines because the producers are deep in the Andes Mountains, and it's like the third highest vineyard in the world, which makes for a stronger, more robust Malbec grape. I'm going to get you the deal. When you go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Chad, you're going to get the wine, 50% off plus free shipping. You'll get a bonus bottle of a small batch limited production wine from their exclusive seller. So that's four bottles for the price of three. It's a hard deal to turn down. If you're a wine lover like myself, visit Bonner Private wines.com slash chad claim your bonus bottle become a part of america's most unique wine club bonner private wines.com slash chad get your wine today be right back I love during the break, you start reading your phone and then you always have to take a deep breath like, I can't believe I'm dealing with this shit. <laughs> you know? The world's a madhouse. But like, but think about how much pressure, if you were woke, if you considered yourself woke, how much pressure that would be to stay like over the target there. Because I mean, that's a lot of, you got to keep up with a lot to oh, stay woke. Impossible standards. Yeah. Which I think is why the left is so perpetually angry and miserable they're pissed all the time. off because I mean, they spend all their day making sure that they're not... You know, Troy Aikman the other day said about that, the bad call on the hit on the quarterback the other day, he said maybe when the rules officials get together, you know, the next time they'll take the dresses off. And so, of course, they started calling him. They got him, mad about they that? Got, they said he's a misogynist, <laughs> which that's not the definition of misogyny, no. idiots. But again, you got to be woke. So the Army, of course, that's funny. has become the wokest of the woke in a lot of ways. Uh, but the Army Secretary had this to say about being woke. Play it. You know, we get criticized, frankly, sometimes for being woke. I'm not sure what woke means. I think woke means a lot of different things to different people. Um, But (laughs) first of all, I would say if if woke means, you know, we are not focused on war fighting, we are not focused on readiness, that doesn't reflect what I see at installations all around the country or overseas when I go and visit. But I think, you know, we do have a wide range of soldiers in our army and we've got to make them all feel included. And that's why a lot of our diversity, equity, and inclusion programs are important. Christine Warmoth, uh, Army Secretary, that really, that's what the conversation we're having you, about. We, yeah, you know why? Because they, they assigned a woman to that particular <laughs> yeah. designation. They need to take off the dresses. Army Secretary, and you have some woman talking about how we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings? Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You need to understand our, our policies on diversion and inclusivity and all that. I don't really know what woke means. If you're saying we're not into war fighting. Well, then- but we just want to be we're just worried about inclusion. We just want to make sure everyone's <laughs> included whenever we get the nuke dropped on us. Yeah. We just want to make sure that everyone feels included. Yeah. When our asses are smeared like a greasy stain on the bottom of a uh, of a of a crater that the nuclear bomb just blew us into. 
Uh, she wasn't done. She also had oh, this God. to say about oh, keeping God. the army and the military apolitical on social media. Play it. Oh, one of the things I think that's most important to General McConville and I is keeping the army apolitical and keeping it out of the culture wars. Because frankly, we have got to be able to have a broad appeal. You know, when only nine percent of kids are interested in serving, we have got to make sure that we are careful about not alienating, you know, wide swaths of the American public to the army. So I think, you know, we absolutely want our general officers out on social media, but they need to exercise good judgment. You know, they need to be positive and uh, factual Jesus. about what the army off offers, but this not, so I think, get yeah. drawn into, frankly, some of the um, inflammatory kind of um, environment that, frankly, Twitter really lends itself to. This is the military we're discussing. You the military. You know why nobody wants to join the army anymore? Because they're not hard asses. Because they're a bunch of pussies. Yes. Like, show them out there blowing shit up. Right. Full metal jacket. But no, 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 no. They want to spend taxpayer money to create ads about how some lesbian is really happy that she's included in the army. We want to show that there's positivity. Screw your positivity. No, no, I want to no. show you how to behead somebody. This is why women should not be in the military at all. Do come not out. be involved in the conversation. Do not come to the table. Do not even show yourself at this we meeting. Want you to have be no place here. Apolitical. None. We don't want to be about culture. Then you, you just use the word woke. <laughs> you literally contradicted yourself. <laughs> I don't know what woke means, but I'm going to talk about how woke we are. Yeah, I'm going to talk about how we are. It's like, shut up. Shut up. I would love to see. I mean, you know what? I'm sure the Biden administration could find a man who uh, has enough estrogen running through his veins to be able to say those things. But I look, I'd love to see it is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Woo! You expect it from a woman. You, you don't expect it from a man. Oh, boy. So many things. I man just, up. I want more time. I want more time. Blaze TV, I want to do a long-form podcast. We're going to continue this conversation tomorrow. Uh, listen, we all hope we never need life insurance, but you're going to. And uh, you got mortgage payments, child care, other expenses. They don't disappear when you're gone, folks. And guess what? One day you're going to be gone. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. They have technology that makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies, AIG, Prudential, just a few clicks uh to find a whole bunch for the lowest price <coughs> mandatory folks mandatory you got to understand this i want you to hear it 100 you need life insurance and with policy genius you can find life insurance policies that start at just 17 bucks for a month for five hundred thousand dollars of coverage yeah the policy genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees. Your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones, they deserve financial safety nets. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com slash chad. You can click the link down in the description of this podcast. Get your free life insurance quote. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Chad. Go get it. We'll be right back. All right.
right. Uh, Lindale, Texas is where I'm going to be on the 25th of this month and then Everett, Washington on uh, the uh, – we well, that, that's weekend. The 28th, I'm going to be there. So getting ready for Halloween in Washington Ooh. State. Dress yeah. up at that one. They're going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina, <laughs> first weekend in November. Um, hey, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on YouTube. Subscribe. Smash that like button if you're watching it on our <laughs> yes. YouTube right now. Smash it. And uh, don't forget to sign up at Blaze. Use promo code CHAD when you do it. We love you. God bless you. We'll get off the rails tomorrow night. We'll see you then. Oh, Bye. Boy.